I don't think that you have here in front of you somebody who was um, with the books all day, etc., etc. I want to tell you I was the black sheep of the family. It was his yeah. and his way of thinking, and that's it. I will tell you another mm. thing to show you how he was. He sent all the grandchildren of the family. He paid for their education abroad, yeah. except whoever goes to America. From growers, from pickers, we became gamblers. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a joke. Enjoy life while you can. That's my motto, you know, within reason. Yeah. I'm Farah Shamas. Welcome to Hotel Talk. We hope you enjoy listening to this friendly conversation between people connected by real life in hotels. Welcome back, everyone, to another amazing episode of Hotel Talk. And today I have with us a character, to say the least, a very, very good family friend and someone dear to my heart, Mr. Dimi Mavropoulos. He is a I think needs no introduction, but for those of you who may be listening from abroad or don't know him, I'm going to let him introduce himself and tell us about his love for cars, farming, nature, Cyprus, carnival, and so much more. So Dimi, welcome. Thank you so much for being on Hotel Good Talk. Good morning to everybody and thanks for inviting me. Uh, I don't know where to start. I'm 73 years old and I they've tried to make a book and the person who tried to make a book about my life gave up and <laughs> said we need eight books and eight <laughs> volumes so I cannot go really all the way because we need a day and now we're going to try and sum so, it up in a anyway, few minutes good morning again and um, I'm very happy I just learned that you are doing this and yeah. uh, I want to congratulate you. Thank you so and, much. And uh, thank you very much for inviting me. And I'm so excited that this is your first podcast experience. The very first. It's okay. amazing. Other radios, they invite me for a specific, uh, for mm -hmm. rallying, for this, for that, but uh, yeah. a, a general one, no. I love time. this. I thank love you. this. It thank will be you. like, this is your life thank or as you. much of it as we can. Yes. So let's start at the beginning. Um We'll go back to the beginning and start with easy questions to answer. Where were you born? Who were your parents? And tell us a little bit about your childhood. Right. I was born in Limassol, and uh, my father is Greek from Egypt, and my mother is Greek from Izmir, but half Greek, half English. And my father's side was half Egyptian, half Cypriot. So I was lucky to be born in Limassol because I love Limassol and I think Limassol should be the capital of Cyprus. Thank you very much. And uh, I say that because Limassol provides everything everyone needs in life from carnival, from your Tidu Kreshu, the, the wine festival, all the events are happening in Limassol, uh, and we should be the capital. And I'm saying to everybody, especially from Nicosia, that we are the capital. 
But I we think let in you... many activities we are. We are considered, yes, and a lot right. of people know. Maybe not for the government. The um, government things, should stay yeah. in Nicosia. I agree. Yeah. And the embassies, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But, but it's rest... so funny for for those who aren't from Cyprus. Um, I think I remember being when I was at university. Everybody laughing because. You know, anyone from Cyprus, there's always this internal war, guys, if you don't know. So it's like, oh, you're from Nicosia. We're better from Limassol. No, we're better. We're from That's right. Larnaca. No, ha, 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 yes, Paphos. Yes. And so we're always laughing. But especially the Limassolians, we're very, very proud of our yes. lovely, lovely city. And, and I Limassol think it's has great. a bad side of it. All the Limassolians, they are the people who don't care a lot. They are the people who uh, they do all the festivities and they enjoy them. And they are they are the crazy Cypriots. This is a reputation. You know, yes, yeah. reputation. But deep down, we are uh, more welcoming people than uh, the Limassolians than every other city in Cyprus. Sorry, I push Limassol. There we go. We love it. Limassol is the best, everyone. So you've heard it, heard it from the horse's mouth. So how did your parents end up in Cyprus then? I mean, with this mixed background. Okay, refugees mm -hmm. from the massacre of the Armenian massacre in Izmir. Mm -hmm. They brought them, the British government brought all the family, bottomly family, which was an English family, in Larnaca. And my father lost his parents and came to his uncle Lanitis because my grandmother is from Lanitis family. Mm -hmm. Which is a, a very, very well-known family. Yes, he married, uh, she married uh, Mavropoulos from Egypt who was a very, very rich guy. And when he lost her, he committed suicide. Oh. Yes. So my father was alone. So my his uncle brought him over, put him to the farms. Mm -hmm. No, sent him to American Academy. Mm -hmm. And that's where he met my mother. Oh. And that's, that's me. Cool. That's the product. That's here the product. I love it. I love it. <laughs> I love this. You're like me. It took four nations to build us and then another country that we lived in. So that's what I say. We're the product of globalization. Yes, yes, so yes, the yes. cocktail children. Um, okay. So your parents, it was the love affair from young. They were living in Limassol. And then how did they end up farming? Okay. The uncle yes, from the, the Lanitis family Lanitis farm, yes, he... gave them the land or no, put them on no, the land? No, what no, happened? No, Lanitis uh, was the creator of the Lanitis farm and basically everything else. Yeah. And uh, he didn't have any children. So my father was his sister's child, but never gave anything. Mm. They built the farm together. Yeah. And at 40, my father left. And he started his own mm. uh, by importing big tractors and started to be a contractor of cultivating land, which was not easy to plow with the mules or horses or anything yeah, else. Yeah, traditional so farming methods. So he became methods. a contractor with two caterpillars, which are, I have them. You still have them. I they are in the museum Yeah, working painted and my big picture of my father because those two two tractors made us. Yeah. So, and the land was already he your was father's buying, or he bought no, it? he was buying land all the time. Okay. And at that time, a contractor, uh, he was a contractor, so he would go to a farmer. He would take, he, the farmer couldn't pay him to make the land 
uh, Powerball, like uh, yeah, yes. you, yeah. You so he was giving him half to do right. the other half. Yeah, uh, be able to to grow trees or. It's the, age, it's the age old uh, principle, isn't it? That's I mean, right. modern contractors yes, do that exactly. now. I've got the land, you build it for me, yes, yes, and then we'll divide the flats the or whatever. The whole pisuri yeah. was with the grapes, was all cultivated and given to these pisurians, uh, mm -hmm. farmers. Uh, all the land, there was, they, they couldn't do anything with mm. it. So he made, he, he even planted them, the sultana grapes. Yeah. Because it is marshland, isn't it? I mean, yes, majority, yes. yeah. Um, that's amazing. So he started off like that. And then, of course, you guys are growing citrus as well. Yes. Then my father bought other land. Mm -hmm. uh, and we are what we are. We, you know. Mm -hmm. Now, let's go back to my youth. Yes, please. I love going back to the beginning. I don't think that you have here in front of you somebody who was... Um, with the books all day, etc., etc. I want to tell you, I was the black sheep of the family. <laughs> if they told me don't drink Coca Cola anymore, I would go and eat ten and drink ten Coca Colas. You know, you're I the rebel. I was a, a rebel. And uh, schools. My father was fed up, and my mother changing schools because they used to. Kick you out. Kick me out. <laughs> and they used to call me Trouble Dimi. They even I love it. Me, now that could they, be a book on they, its own. They, they even sent me to Nicosia at boarding school. And after one year, the monks there packed me and sent me back. Because <laughs> they you. found out what I was doing during the last year from the students during the summer, which they were staying ah. and being um, borders. Mm -hmm. So they spoke what I was doing during the week, during the yeah. whole year. So when I went back, they said, they no, no, said, no. Yeah, they kept the taxi there and they put me back and they sent me to my father. So, okay, that's not a, a, a good example, but I'm telling you what Definitely I memorable. So my question now to you is what made you like that? Why were you a rebel? What was it that was it an attention thing? No, was it no? Did I your parents wanted, love it really always, and find it funny? Did you like being different? Like what was it then that? That's a good question. Uh, I was not. I, I had my own mind mm -hmm. and my own way of thinking. Mm -hmm. For instance, I used to see my mother buying from a greengrocer at that time no supermarket or anything, tomatoes and potatoes. Next to the house, there was an acre of land. So what I did, I put potatoes, seeds, I put tomato seeds, and I used to sell it to my mother. Brilliant, an entrepreneur. And I used to count the tomatoes, and if she used one, I would come from school, measure, count the tomatoes, and say, Mama, you took two tomatoes. <laughs> For our salad. And I used to have a paper. And at the end of the week, I was getting paid. I love this. Also, I love the entrepreneurial side. I was selling lemons to all the neighborhood. I had a basket, mm -hmm. like coffin we call them in Cyprus, on the bike, yeah. tied up. And I used to go around selling lemons, lemons, 
five for a shilling or five for a sixpence, you know, what it was then. And I was, and they used to tell me, why you didn't come yesterday? You know, the, the housewives. Yeah. That's so nice. So that shows you yeah. a little bit, you know. <laughs> and But I'm always interested in the why. Is it because you saw your dad with commerce, no, because you grew up with that? Very strict. Okay. For instance, uh, on the table, we couldn't start eating until he said the blessing. Yeah. And God bless God. God blessed us if we de- we put more food on the table, on the plate, place. and left it. Yeah. He would say to my mom, take it back, and tonight bring it out. Yeah. He didn't want waste, mm. obviously, because the my mother and my father passed wars. Mm. So automatically, food was something with uh, value. Mm. And you don't waste it. And always says, put what you want, put twice, but not put, Yeah, you know. So we were very strict. We couldn't talk on the table. He was like a patriarch. Mm. You know, um, we were waiting for him to start. You know, that yeah. was. And we all had to drink the Murnello, the fish um, cod oil. Mm-hmm but not the one you buy from the pharmacist. The one the pharmacist used to bring a barrel, and when you open the yeah. the bottle, the whole house used to smell fish. Mm. That's why I cannot eat fish. Mm. I don't eat fish in my life, because I remember... I think all your family are not fish eaters. Nicolas Nicolas doesn't, doesn't, eat, doesn't fish. eat fish, yes. <laughs> the same thing, yeah. because Nicolas' father yeah. did exactly the same. Yeah. To with him. the cotton liver oil. Yeah. Anyway. Ah, oh, interesting. I went to all the creme de la creme of Limassol. Mm. Didn't go to a, a national school, Rimotico. They went to the Lanitis, the Athenaidion, which was only girls. So, Costas Lanitis, Plato Lanitis, Marius Lanitis, Solomonidis, all the cream of Cyprus, the Galatariotis people. We were all in a school which was not a school. It was our anti-school. And we, we all had to have um, extra lessons in the evening to catch up where we were going for the gymnasium because we were not prepared there. Okay. We had calligraphy. Everyday calligraphy, you know, do you understand? So we were all with uh, extra afternoon yeah, lessons. Uh, lessons. Yeah. Anyway, so I it was went quite to a tough regime for for, for yeah. all our families. Which is which is probably why you wanted to yes then just be different and be yourself and kind of exactly. explode into uniqueness yes. afterwards. And from then, I had a love of cars. When I was five, I had a box, which I cut and made the garage. And that night, I would say good night to all my dinky toys or <laughs> gorgy toys. Take them out, say good night, and put them back by kissing them. Aww. You know? Uh, do, do you yeah, understand? Five years yes, old. Yes, five yeah. years old. So 
Always. And where did that come from? Was there someone who you met or no, you saw an amazing no, car? Or you... No, no, no. I was always attracted to um, the machinery. Okay. I would walk to school, and if there was an excavator making a plan, uh, making a, a piece of land for building a house, mm -hmm. I would stop there, don't go to school, and watch the the, the process, the process yeah. you know yeah and, I the, was, and the machinery yes, and the, the yeah mechanisms and, you know and when i was eight i was um working at the farm mm. cultivating our own he was not allowing mm, us and my brother me and my brother because they we, when there was an uh, when we had to go with the school to an excursion we were not allowed to go with the buses we would go Why to not? the farm Why? to work because oh. he said it's a waste of time and I need, mm. and I was so proper, proper old school. Yeah. I was at the farm, couldn't mm. start the tractor because at the time the tractor was starting with a, yeah. a, a handle, wind up, yeah. a wind up handle. And somebody would start it and I was on the tractor with the crawler, not the tractor with um, uh, tires mm. at the time this had yeah. and I loved it yeah and that's how I loved machinery so okay we're talking a bit about I've got here love for cars and then of course your museum but we'll go on to that because yes. then we I don't want to jump too far forward so you went to study in the UK I went to study at the mm -hmm. London School of Economics mm-hmm uh, I so how did you get in LSC, having moved so many different schools? I managed with just the passing mark. Okay. Don't think I got it. It was all C's and some D's. And you still but yeah, managed. I got it. Okay. Uh, don't forget it was easier mm -hmm. at the time because no computers, no anything. You could make an egg. An ecstasy, what do you call it? A, yeah, an a essay, thing, and yeah. get somebody else to do it for you. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like get it some happens help. down. Yes, yeah. get some help on the side and oh, very nice, etc. And yes. also, it just goes to show that's what I used to always say when I was a student as well. I mean, what do you need? Like, it's great to be straight A's and everything else if that's your priority. But that was my, my point as well when I was younger. Like, I also wanted to have a life. I also wanted to see my friends. And so what did I need to get to the next stage? Yes. If it was a B, okay, great. I'll just get a B and then I'll go out on Friday night yes. and see my friends. So have a bit of a balance. And I think that applies to life now. Yes. It's You can do all of one thing. That's right. But you can also do many things and then have more of a balance. So, yeah, I, I, lo I, I love I that. I was the lowest in gymnasium, uh, 11.2 or something out of 20. But you still yeah. passed the, the entrance, passed yeah. So, and I'm sure you weren't you weren't the lowest because of no, your capability. I was the no, because well, of it, because of your brains. No, so I didn't. Just because you didn't apply yourself yes, and you weren't bothered. Yes. So you went to LSC and you studied. I studied. I worked on a wimpy in the evening. Okay, like the, the hamburger joint. Yes. Oh, okay. Wimpy's then. Yeah, wimpy. I remember else. wimpy. Do you remember wimpy? Yeah, wimpy okay. was around in the nineties. It went no, on until 70, it still went 68, on. 68, it was Wimpy's the first. The, we no, went to Wimpy's. I'm sure to get it started, but then, yeah, it was around until. Yes. Then we're going to double check this after the podcast, but I remember Wimpy's. Yes. Yeah, as a child. 
And uh, there I was a waitress, a mm-hmm. waiter, mm-hmm. with other waitresses, etc. And I made a team of mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. And we could make more money than what they were giving us. How? Um, okay. Ah. <laughs> I will tell you. I would go to you. Yeah. And you said, I want eggs and bacon uh, with sausage. Mm-hmm. So the chef will not put sausage and will not put bacon and will put a piece of cheese, let us say. I would bring it to the table and you would say, sorry, I didn't order that. Oh, I'm very sorry. Take it back. Nobody was throwing it. So the next guy would come. I will push the bacon and the thing, and we used to sell without going through the till. The till. My goodness. So, <laughs> we Cheeky, had, cheeky. Yes, yes See, it was. Look, it was something which was done. Yeah. You know? But, okay, so again, now I go back to the yes, why. The why. Yes, yes. So, okay, the commerce there. You were from a wealthy family. Yes, but my what, father but your was dad was so strict. strict. So yes. he wasn't sending you money. No. He wasn't. He yeah. was sending me the money no, the, the I needed. required. Yeah. And also, uh, when he first found out I have a car, he says, how did you buy a car? Mm. You know how I did buy a car? I'm not ashamed to say it. I bought a toolbox. Mm-hmm. And during the evening... I used to go and open the bonnets of the cars outside the street because the car park street, it was mm-hmm. then obvious. Every, uh, you know, you had a park outside the, 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 the house. So I would open the bonnet because at the time the bonnets used to open from the front. Mm. I would change, let us say, the wires. And in the morning, you would go to pick up your car to go to work mm-hmm. and it wouldn't start. So you knew I was the mechanic of the street, and you would say to me, Can you come and help me? Please, there is the keys. Can you look up, you know? And I started to you be the mechanic it. of the street. And then slowly, slowly, I, st- I used to have servicing in the street. I used to be, and then and I, then I bought get a paid, car. And then and yes, yeah. I, I bought a car. So actually, you've got a lot to thank your dad's strictness for, that it made you resourceful. Yes. yes. Resourceful, entrepreneurial. Did it make you resentful? Not at all. Not at all, huh? Not at all. I asked that with no, no judgment. No, no, Just no, no, like, no, let's no, talk no, about, no. yeah. That was his yeah. and his way of thinking, and that's it. I will tell you another mm. thing to show you how he was. He sent all the grandchildren of the family, he paid for their education abroad. Yeah. Except whoever goes to America. Oh. So you, Sylvie you... and Samantha yeah. went to BU. Yeah. He didn't pay daughters. one cent. Why? He didn't like to go and get educated in America because America was not a good education for Europe. Okay. It's a big market. Okay. You think that you, you know. That was his principles, his beliefs. Stephanie, he paid Brighton University, everything. Mm -hmm. Accommodation, everything. Nicholas, uh, Stamatis, everybody, Mm -hmm. he paid. 
So he was a believer in education. He, he is, but mm. what I'm trying to say that what he believed, mm -hmm. you wouldn't change his mind. Yeah, yeah. So strictness was always there. Yeah. And I think it's that generation because yes. my, my my grandparents as well, I mean, they especially, oh, especially my German grandfather who, like your dad, and, went through a war, you know, was also a refugee from, from Germany and ended up in England and... Yep, same thing. Yes. My mum grew up. If they, if there was one even potato left on the plate, you would, you didn't you would eat night. it for dinner. And if you didn't eat it for dinner, you had it for breakfast. And this it would is, go on. Yeah. This is, Until you finished that, whatever it was. Three days. Yeah. yeah. And if you wanted to be stubborn, you just didn't eat anything else. Yes. And, um, and yeah. And Okay, our mothers used to feed us afterwards. Ah. <laughs> you know. But it was the values. And also, I think there's a lot to be said for that now, um, well, especially my one of my favorite topics that I'm known for in the hotel is sustainability yes. and then really reducing food waste and, you know, appreciating the energy and the resources that go into making every single thing yes. on our plate and not wasting. That's right. um, and there's a lot of talk about this now, but it's like we've had to, you know, revert back if we went back you know not that long a few decades exactly. this was the principles yes, like that's nothing right. that's right nothing was wasted we weren't even allowed from my grandmother you know we, as little girls we had our long hair we'd brush our hair and that hair is on a on a brush and we'd never take that and put it in a bin that had to go open the windows throw it outside so the and the birds we would watch them come and get it and they would use it for their nest. For their nest, yes, of yeah. course. Yes. She was like, everything has, has, uh, has a purpose. Way, yes, yeah. yes, yes. So, um, yeah, it's really interesting. Okay, so you went, you studied, you got your degree. I got my degree. Yeah. And then. And your degree, sorry, was in? Was uh, London School of Economics. No, but what, economics. It was in the economics. So you didn't economics. do engineering. I must, no. No, okay. But I must tell you that, that the London School of Economics then was a left wing. And I remember okay. Kostas Lanidis, yeah. my cousin, who was doing politics because his father wanted him to be yeah. involved, involved yeah. in that. And he became a Marxist. And he came and saw uh, my uncle and said uh, to my uncle, and he said one day, I don't want any, I am, uh, you know, yeah. One for all and all for one, you know, yeah. the, the communist, uh, uh, you know, slogan. Yeah. And my, my aunt called, called me and says, look, please, I want to buy him a car. I want to buy him a good car. Can you buy it and do something to help me? Because he didn't even want the BMW. Yeah. He wanted to buy a second hand car because of the school. Yeah. Of that, know, of that of train that, of that, thought. That, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. So then what did you do after after that? After that, I went, while I was at school, I must tell you, is uh, I had a friend who his father was growing watermelons in Greece. Okay. So I said I was going to him, say, not in England. Yeah. <laughs> so I said to him, tell him to send us a lorry and we will sell it. So a lorry arrived. At that time, we didn't have telephones. I used my my telecommunications from the booth next to the house. You know, the telephone booth. Literally and the I telephone. Would, and they yes. were the, the, the reds yes. with and the little you know, windows. Because I yeah. didn't want to hear the beep, 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 beep until I put the money. Yeah. I used to call, put the money, so the beep, beep, beep finished. Yeah, 
Yeah. And the money was cutting on, so they don't know I'm calling from a, 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 a telephone, a booth. telephone yeah. booth. Anyway, the lorry arrived, Amazing. and we di I didn't know where to put watermelons. So I went uh, opposite, there was a big uh, park in Battersea Park, and there was a dry um, lake. So I said to the guy, I want to put some watermelons for two, three days in the lake, I will cover them and I will sell them and you have some money. So I unloaded but all the who's things. Who's the guy? Like a, the a, guy, a, the gardener, the, garden, the, the head yeah. of, the, of, the, of the park. This is hilarious. So you must have thought, who is whole, this crazy separate guy? Imagine like your, your swimming pool yeah. full of watermelons. When I went to uh, Kensington, uh, uh, let uh, Van let like Hertz, like uh, Avis, mm -hmm. we borrow, we got some money, and we went to hired, and I went to all Campton Town, Kentish Town, all where the Greeks were, yeah, and we sold them in a week. So I won't forget that we've made clear 200 pounds but 200 pounds then was a lot of money. lots a lot of money in 69 70 then i ordered another one i ordered another one and the man with the park said look i'm going to lose my job somebody is going to yeah he said find another way so i went and hired a small warehouse warehouse and we brought eight of these lorries. His father was paid very well and we've made the money, but we were selling them on the back of the van all day. This is hilarious. Okay. Oh my goodness. And Do you have a picture of that? I'd love to see a picture of you. Pictures were not very easy. I like know, now. in London with, <laughs> you know, in 1970 with yes. watermelons. Yes. And Brilliant. a lot of people used to stop and say, can we have half? Yeah. Of course, we used to cut half. Yeah. And charge them for the whole. Yeah. You know, I mean. Exactly. You, you remember, that, you don't remember that you used to buy a watermelon piece already cut with a plastic film on it. Yeah. And you used to have, you have it fruit for after your lunch. Yeah. And we don't accept this in Cyprus. We have yeah. a half it, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's how I started. And I started a small office importing stuff from Greece. Through uh, my friend, who his father was apricots. I used to get apricots. Mm. And my office was in the back of a kitchen of another office. And there was a telephone with a booth inside the kitchen. So people would talk, uh, you know. And I was sitting like I'm sitting here. And I was spending my whole day there selling fruit to the markets everywhere. And what about your, your dad's fruits? I mean, your no, family. No, my dad's fruit was consigned yeah. to their, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. To and the, then and some people chain. came to meet my father mm -hmm. and say every year they used to come and they said, your son is doing very well. We are taking fruit from your father, from your son. And my father said, my son? <laughs> my son is studying. <laughs> okay. So, he says, no, Tim is your son, no? 
he gives us some apricots from Greece. He says, what So then you had to book a telephone to talk abroad. So the, the, they ring me up in this telephone and they said, uh, you will be at eight o'clock being called from Cyprus. You had to book it, you know. So my father gets on and he says, why you don't tell me this? Why you don't, you know? And I said, I'm afraid because you think that everybody's a failure. So, so he says, why you don't ask me to send you some fruit of our fruit? That's what I was I just said, saying, yeah. And Papa, if you want to know, the fruit goes to Alfred Price. That's a big company. He sells it at so much. And I went and bought some of our fruit at more money than when you get paid. And what did he say? And he says, okay, I'm coming to London. So I didn't know he was coming to London to kill me. He was coming to London. So I went to, to congratulate him. you. I went to pick so. him with an old Cortina, which was my first car. And he says, is this your car? Yes. So as we sat down at the Waldorf Hotel in London, and he says, right, we will start an office and our fruit will come to you direct, all of it, and you sell it. And then I set an office and slowly, slowly, I had an international office bringing from Mexico, bringing avocados from South Africa, uh, from Egypt, bringing um, the beans, the stringy beef, uh, yeah. stringy beans. Yeah. And uh, then I was buying from Lebanon for 21 days most of the big black cherries by air with MEA. Wow. Uh, and I was making, because for me, they are the best. Whoever says anything, for me, they are the best cherries, the black, mm -hmm. the big. Yeah. And I even went down there and I've made them to smaller packages rather than five kilo. I've made two and a half kilo because it's easily more easily sellable. Yeah. And uh, for 20 years, I had all Lebanon selling me the cherries. So how I long did you do that business for? 30 years. 30 years. Yes. And then when the children started to grow up, the living in London is very, very nice, but not for having a family. Mm. And I persuaded Penny and she agreed and got, and we came to Cyprus, all of us, despite the fact that we were not together, mm -hmm. but there is no animosity and we are you know, in yes, this is with your ex-wife, yeah. So mm -hmm. they went to Follies, finished Follies, and now the grandchildren are going to Follies. Yeah, I know, we see them there. So, and uh, then I I was, uh, I had 19 people working in Covent Garden. I had my own offices, um, shipping, I was chartering aircraft, I was chartering uh, ships. And then I opened an office in Sweden for the northern countries, uh, which was very, very difficult at the time. And uh, it lasted two years. 
the expenses were more than what, mm. you know. And your dad kept supplying you. Full, and I was selling everything. And he and must have been very proud of you. He was proud, but he wouldn't show you. He wouldn't say, or say it, I guess. Uh, no. he, I would tell him, Papa, we have to sell the grapes because they are already one week. We have to sell them because the grape will sell us. No, keep them. No, I order you, it's my grapes, leave them in the cold store. So what I used to do, I used to say, okay, I used to sell them. And then the prices would go, when we finished with the product, would go more down. And as he said, keep them because the market will go up. Baba said the market will not go up because it's already brown, the grapes, mm. which they were not there anyway. Yeah, yeah. And then he says, when I sold them and I showed him the sales, he says, thank God you listened to me. <laughs> that was my father. Yeah. My father would sit here and say to you, it's nighttime outside. And at seven o'clock when it's time, he will tell you, let's go out to see that this is night. But, you yeah, know, that yeah. was, it. you know, the old. Yeah. And that's what makes yeah. everyone unique right. and different. And we love everyone. Well, many people at least yes. for being like that. So um, you came back to Cyprus. You still obviously had your love for cars. Tell us a little bit about how that, that little five-year-old who kissed his cars goodnight ended up, you know, that continued life lifelong fascination yes. for cars transpired into collecting driving. to driving first, rallies, first driving, collecting, and then opening a museum. Yes. So let's have this chapter. The museum was an aftermarket uh, because I've stopped being a professional driver. Okay, uh, but I must say. My father always used to say, again, I call my father because he left something in our life. Always. Always. He was saying that if I didn't go for this rally this weekend, anywhere in Europe, or uh, the prices on Monday would have been better because you are not there, you know? Yeah. And when the television was saying anything, he used to switch off the television because he didn't want even my mother, to see that I've won and I am, uh, you know, he, he didn't want. Mm. And always he said it's his fault because I, he, was, he pushed me to work on the tractors, cultivating, etc. So, yeah, so he, he blamed himself for yes, your love of, yes, of cars. Yes. So he didn't really approve of it. No. No. But he, the people, when they found him and they said, oh, congratulations, Mr. Mavropoulos, your son won the championship. Oh, yes, thank you very much. Mm. And he would not, you know, yeah. you could tell, you know. Yeah. So how did you get into rallies? From 15 years old, I had a license, which it was not mine. I copied my sister's license. That's why my name is D-I-M-I. Because I didn't want anybody to know who I am. Uh, uh, you mean Dimi as opposed to calling Dimi yourself Dimitrios? Dimitrios. Yeah. Yeah. And I was DM. Okay. And because Mary, my sister, her 
driving license, which I took the picture out, put a stamp like the other one, made a stamp from the government. Yeah. I fall false. Yeah. And put it there, and everybody thought that I was older. So I was winning, and nobody realized that I'm 15 years You're old. You're only 15. And the English then were organizing all the rallies, mm. so they there was no proof. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. And when you see somebody who is doing well and beats the old school and this and that, why they should you deprive? It. Yes. Yeah. So um, who is driving this car? Dimi, D and them. You know? Instead of I could have put Achilles or I could have put yeah. Poseidon or somebody like that. No, I put DM. So, but where did you get the cars from? How did you get to know about it? I, I mean, how did it all happen? Car. Okay. And so you, at the time, you could use any car. Yes, it was not yeah. so, you know. Yeah. And my mother's car, it came first three times. And, then and your mommy knew. Everybody knew. Yeah. You know. Uh, but they didn't understand the law. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, not to... I started and then I started getting drives. People could see that there is a talent. Mm. And here I am. And then when Having I won London, so many. How many went, have you won? Oh, a lot. I have taken 482 starts. On rallies. Wow. In all my career. Yeah. And there is records still not beaten with the today's cars. Mm. That's amazing. Because today's cars are completely different. Probably I couldn't drive a today car. Yeah. Because it's computerized. Yeah. It does a lot, which we have to do ourselves. And in all of this and everything you've achieved, okay, we spoke about your father, but your mom... Was she very My proud? My mom was very proud. And uh, she would go, somebody would tell her, go to that bridge, he will pass. And then all of a sudden I see my mother Aww. on the bridge alone Aww. to do this to Aww. me, you know. Yeah, very nice. Yeah, I can imagine. And you, you know, I presume you're very close with your mom as well. I was, yes. Yeah. And then God gave you... Lots of daughters. That's another. That's yeah. another. <laughs> another page. whole chapter now, Paige. Let's talk about okay. being a father okay. of girls. Four girls. Of four lovely girls or beautiful well, girls. There were a lot of problems at home. Mm -hmm. And one of the biggest problems that the toilet seat had to be always up for me. Because all the girls yeah. wanted to sit down. Down, yeah. And you could never see on the line outside of the washing line any of my clothes. It was all... All, oh. all girly clothes. <laughs> Pinks yeah. and frills. Exactly. And, yeah, but, uh, having not have a son, I don't know. Mm. But... I must say to you, and I must say to anybody, that I would have liked to have a son, like to have a son, but a son to be like me. Because if he was not following me, it would be terrible between me and him. You might have thought. You yes. Mean, and yeah, uh, you could see that. Angela, 
the fourth daughter I have. She loves cars, but she wants, she is more, more artistic in the sense that she wants to be an actor. Mm-hmm. So she is in, L- in LA and she waits to become the new Sophia Loren or <laughs> of this generation. Know, yes. That's interesting you say that and admit that. And, and um, the other three girls mm. are all uh, artistic. Yeah. Stephanie, she works for the BBC. Uh, what do you call that? Samantha, she's in Paris working for David, for David Blaine, you know, the mm-hmm. magician. Uh, she married in Paris last year. And uh, Sylvie is, has boutiques. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, clothes and yeah, yes. also creative. Yes. Yeah, and I and I think all your girls are close to you, and they yeah, all, we uh, are a very close family. Yeah. I mean, also with Penny, my ex-wife, you know, it's good relationship. You know, very yeah. good relief. Yeah, very good relief. Yeah, which is really important and and admirable because yes. that's what everybody wants. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think everything happens for a reason. So sure. I think um, you had girls and not and not the son that maybe in this part of the world, a lot of people, well, definitely men sometimes want. I remember when I was having, I think both my girls, I was told, Embirazi. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Never mind when yes. I was telling people I was having a girl. Yes. Um, but I think that is changing and it's definitely something that I very much advocate for, equality and that girls, we can do everything that... You know, boys can do. We can drive the cars, and sure, we can sure. we can fight with our dads, just like a son sure, would. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. So yeah, um, let's talk casino. Tell us a little bit about the casino, which is okay. You know, opening now you, in Limassol, and opening, a lot of people are really I've excited just, about. I've just heard today we are not opening in June. Okay, uh, and and your connection because for people listening okay. they won't know the connection right. the land the what has happened okay yeah. you know uh, the family my father bought shares in the fasuri plantation mm-hmm. we have forty one percent of the fasuri plantation and uh, Mr Melisha Colas or the NKS has fifty six and the rest is small people who have two three ten whatever yeah. So we are the second major her, uh, shareholders, and we went with all the companies to try and get, give them land, etc. And uh, we succeeded by not selling the land. Everybody else who came from abroad to start the casino or bid for the yeah, casino bid, license, yeah. they. Everybody in Cyprus wanted to sell to them the land. Mm. So when we realize with Mr. Shakolas that, wait a minute, everybody's failing. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody wanted to sell and get out. Yeah. We decided to go in, give them the land, and get shares for what the land worth. Mm-hmm. This is it. Yeah. So from growers, from pickers, we became gamblers. I mean, <laughs> you know, it's a joke. Uh, I well, don't even know. At least, know, in, at least I don't in. even know what the blackjack is because it was not. That, I, yeah. I, 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 it's not. Not me. part of your culture. Yeah. Uh, your and nobody. Even my brother. Yeah. We, we we so all of a sudden we became part of a, a, an empire which we. Yeah, 
Yeah, it's, it's not it's necessarily funny, something actually. you would have fallen into. Yes. Yeah. So we gave the land in exchange to for shares. For shares. Yeah. And I don't mind saying it. Yeah. We have 25% mm. of all the Cyprus, the, for Melco, the, the, yeah. of everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But we didn't get any money. Yes. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And um, so the casino is a large project opening up in Limassol. Everyone's very excited about this because it's been something on the agenda for decades. I think it's been a hot topic in Cyprus. Yes. Whether there should be a casino, whether there shouldn't. Cypriots, I would say, unfortunately, innately are quite prone to gambling, which has been something that the governments over the years have been worried about. And many authorities, let's say, because, you know, we don't want the people here to lose all of their money or get addicted to things. But on the other hand, they travel abroad anyway. So there's a big emphasis now on responsible gambling with Melco and everything else. There's um, 500 rooms, is it? Yes, the hotel? 500 rooms. 500 room hotel. There's a lot of employment coming out of this. Conference facilities, huge casino. So tennis, this whole project is going to be... Tennis with the Mr. Uh, what do you call the... the Bazag, Baz, uh, what do you call the... Bagladis. Bagladis, yeah. He's going to do uh, a tennis academy away, there. Yes. Um, so yeah, there's lots of things happening and it is opening this year. I mean, okay. every year it's said... You know, this year, next Can year. Can I interrupt you? Please. Two and a half years delay. Okay. And we were supposed to open 12th. Then we went to 27th of May, of June. And now we are 10th of July. Okay. And not all of it. Yeah. We have to start. Yeah. And uh, the other one will close the temporary. And we will go there. On the tenth, actually, this morning they phoned me and they said, "In three twenty, I have a meeting at the." The okay, yes. so watch this space definitely, yes. yeah, yes. for yes. the Limassol Casino. So um, I think one of the best ways to round up all of this, because yeah, I mean, as as you said at the beginning, we could go on for a whole day or days, but let's talk a bit about Carnival. You mentioned it at the right. beginning. You were the king of carnival just a few years back. Um, let's tell the listeners who maybe are not used to thinking of Cyprus with carnival or people who know that we have a carnival here, which is second to Rio. Um, let's tell them a bit about carnival and what, what, what did it mean to you to be king of carnival? Okay. My father and my mother and my elder sister, we were all involved with the carnival. So when I was young, the 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 the, uh, the problem was to buy the clothes, the cloth. Then who is going to sew yeah. the thing? And then other people were arguing, no, we should be the Eskimos or we should be these. Because at that time, you couldn't buy them ready. Yeah, there's no CXC and uh, Amazon. Now and it became very commercial. Uh, so, automatically, when you see your family doing that, automatically, when you grow up, you are doing the same. Yeah. You know? And that's why I have been making uh, a lot of uh, floats. And uh, slowly, slowly, you don't buy or you get the appreciation from the mun municipality and the political, um, yeah. uh, what you call it, the committee. 
for Limassol. So they choose every year somebody who has done things for the government. Yeah. Unfortunately, I was on the worst economic situation and they called me the person of the euro and the uh, problem with the banks. So I was the king of the, uh, the downfall of the economy of Cyprus. The difficult year yes. when you became, yeah. But you know what? You were, was it um, CNN? CNN. Had a massive, oh beautiful God, picture, yes. remember, of you. It was, and they said, second to Brazil Second was Limassol, you know. Yeah, because we had that many floats and it's such a big deal here. And, um, yes. and I think it's great and it's something that really... It's part of our culture and it gets everyone That's together. Right. Yes. And it's a nice time of year because it's usually days, the weather's good. Farah, it's 10 days yeah. of craziness. Yeah. And you don't care. Yeah. You know, there is this 10 days of everybody doesn't care. Yeah. Well, you can go and sit in a normal restaurant and wear a wig and just have fun and nobody yes. cares. But also you don't have to go to work. Yeah. Well, because I was late last night, you know, yes, I know, <laughs> but you understand because all yeah. they come to work and they are dead because they've yeah. been, uh, you know, before was even better. I don't want my staff listening to this. We have to yes, work even yes, more yes, than, I know. But, yeah. but before we used to have the hotels giving us very good rates. For, we do. We still yes, do. Yes, we have packages for carnival yes, and we for, include no, no, the dances. For the dances. And, yeah. Yes. And the dances yes. and everything. It's a big thing. So we love it. So um, everyone, whoever's listening, make sure you come. It's usually in February. It's a 10-day, just amazing period. So I ask pretty much everyone this who comes on this podcast. If you have a favorite saying or mantra or could be slogan or could be piece of advice um, or book that you love to reading, something that, okay. you know, would be we nice We didn't speak people. about the museum. Oh, yes. When I Thank stopped you. competing in the WRC and the, the high-speed yeah. rallies, I turned my passion to classic. Mm -hmm. And today I can say, not because I have nearly 300 classic cars. It's amazing. Uh, it's a beautiful museum. And not even Turkey or Greece have the same amount. And mm. now I'm thinking... I'm in the process of doing four times bigger than what I have now because we don't have room. We've yeah. started to uh, hang like you hang the Christmas, yeah. uh, the Christmas ornaments. ornaments on the tree. That's how I, you know. So it's now it's becoming successful because yeah. the tourists know about it. It yeah. took a long time to establish and it, and there is no help from the government. Yeah. Even on the V8, on the ticket. I have to pay VAT. Yeah. And it's such an asset for the for, for the Limas, for, for Limassol for the Cyprus, and for Cyprus. For Cyprus yes. Because it is the one I and mean, only. It's the one and only. It's something that's really interesting. I mean, I, I I've spoken to you before because our we have hotels in England and one of them's in Bewley and there's the Bewley National Motor Museum um there, which is just amazing. Yes. And um I loved going to that as a child. I mean, we used to go like you know, yes, some days, some weeks, every weekend, and um, and definitely every holiday. And it's so nice here as well. And I brought my kids to see your museum, and they loved it. And um, yeah, it would be lovely if you can expand yes. and offer more things and more interaction. Yes, yes, yes. And, yeah, I am. 
oh, it's going to be, be a very big complex. Amazing. Oh, watch this space again. Yes. Great. I love it. Um, so where can people find out more about all this stuff? I mean, if they, is there a website? Yes, or, website yeah. is Cyprus okay. Motor Museum. Okay, perfect. Great. Okay, so back to the saying or mantra or any advice for anyone listening. Enjoy life while you can. That's my motto, you know, within reason. Yeah, yeah. You know, but um, I will tell you one thing. After 55, uh, the years come quicker than before. That's okay. what I found. Yeah. That's why I'm not ashamed to say yeah. I'm 73 or hide my... I'm 73. I had a very, very nice life. But don't waste your time because after 50, 55, I'm saying it to all. Yeah. Um, enjoy it. Yeah. Enjoy it all the time. Absolutely. Make the most of it. Yes. So this is a crystal ball. Our staff and our team at St. Raphael all get to write a question. They don't know who's going to pick it. And it could be something very simple. It could be sometimes uh, more interesting and personal. And then you can see this bowl is here. I'll read it to you. Don't worry. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, you'll do see. it. All yes. right. If you can read the writing as well. What is the best thing about your job and why? There you go. So what's okay. the best thing about I love what you do? selling. I can sell, I think, ice cream to the Eskimos, as they say. Yeah. Uh, and why it's a satisfaction of achieving a sale. Yeah. That... An achievement. It's an achievement. Yeah. And a, and a recognizable, a tangible yes. achievement. Yes, to me, not to other people. No. You know, and uh, uh, they are all afraid when I go to sell something. I came to you, if you remember, to ask you to put the casino here. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the temporary one. Yeah. The temporary one. And uh, you had no space. Yeah. We and, tried. Yes, yeah. We, tried. we couldn't do it. Yeah. And they said, ah, when I went back and they said, ah, oh, you failed. <laughs> not at all. <laughs> not at all. No, not no, at all, I failed yeah. for not, you know, yeah. persuading you to. Yeah. So, yes. and um, Well, no, it wasn't that at all. We, no, we, it wasn't. We, we no, were no. very much interested in doing it, but yes. we just couldn't, we couldn't manage no, it. There, there, was, no, there was not yeah, enough if space. We, if we had a conference room that was 2,000 yes. square meters, yes. we would have yes. said, great, yes. take it. And yes. it. But there were too many specs. It had to be on the entrance level. It had to be, you That's know, right. da, da, da. Yes, I remember yes, yes. we looked at it. Well, I tried. Yeah. You know. We tried. <laughs> exactly. Do you think that, I mean, I also love sales um, and marketing. Do you think that that's, that comes from, again, that need for approval, maybe that you didn't get from your parents? So it's like a tangible thing. Like I achieved that and I did that on my own. Yes. You are correct. Yeah. It's the achievement satisfaction yeah. which nobody can give you. You cannot yeah. buy it. Yeah. You, you have to it. work and do it. You yes, have to yes. go out and get it. And yeah. uh, another achievement is we have the casino. Yeah. That's a big, big achievement. And 
uh, we found a way yeah. to to make not, it happen. Uh, to make it happen. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Well, it's amazing. Thank you so much, Demi. I think we've done so well because there's just so much to cover here and it's not you, you, you haven't just had I, one path. I, yes, exactly. You haven't had one path. It hasn't been like, oh, well, I started this and I did yes, this. Yes, 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 There's so many different aspects that make up you. And that's what I love. I love that about this podcast as well is really, really chatting to people that, you know, I know well. But still, I, I, I learned different things. I was and... going to ask you to tell me what are the subjects. Yes, but, but no. I, I knew you would say no and I didn't want to embarrass you. For saying no. <laughs> you know what? There, so, there are some I, I, people. I, I, I don't mind. There are some people that come on this podcast and I say, okay, this is what I'm going to talk about. Or I send them the questions that I potentially might ask. But those are people who I feel maybe are not so used to either public speaking or to interacting yes. or interviews. But with you, you're a people person. And I know that you're also quite an open person and you're not shy. Yes, I am open. I can say the black and white. And, you know, you'll call it as it is. So I was like, no, I really wanted it to be more more authentic and more genuine. So thank you you for playing along. Thank you. And And I I uh, hope uh, your um, listeners are going to be enjoying what we saw. I'm sure. I'm sure. Thank Thank you, Demi, and all of us. Thank you very much. Thank you. We hope that you're enjoying Hotel Talk and I'd like to remind you guys, please, to click that subscribe button. It helps us more than you may realize and any likes or comments that you can give us on any platform would be highly appreciated because it helps us get heard and more exposure. Don't forget to hop along to St. Raphael Resorts and Marina's website. Uh, join us on our journey with our Seahorse Club where you can get exclusive offers and so much more or you can email our team directly quoting Hotel Talk to receive an exclusive discount on your next stay with us in Limassol, Cyprus. We'll see you all soon and feedback is more than welcome. Thank you for being part of this journey.